Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. I wonder how many people are ready, hold on, how many people are ready not just for a little bit of a thought alteration, but a full-on mind transformation. Come on, let me hear you at all of our locations. Good to see you. Hey, by the way, um, we actually have a couple of uh, openings now in the youth office um, for the position of youth pastor. So... All it takes is one church news, and and you can have, like, staff adjustment. I'm just kidding. That was actually hilarious, Uh, by the way. And I will be down in Orlando, although I will be traveling via air transportation. And that's what happens when you get to the senior pastor uh, level. But we're praying praying for us. We're looking for an amazing, amazing week encounters with God and, and these students. If you have your copy of God's Word, if you'll take it out and turn to Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And uh, I'm going to do something that I don't remember doing, at least in recent times. I'm going to preach at least two weeks on one one verse of scripture, and we'll bring in some other supporting passages, but, but really this idea of this one, one passage of scripture as it comes up on our screens at all of our locations, or if you're watching online, I want you to read this with me out loud because we got to get this verse in our, our hearts and in our spirits and in our minds. So the apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, let's read this together. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And see, we talked about uh, last week that thoughts are things and that we build our brain. So a thought just doesn't come into your mind and leave like a gentle breeze would rustle through the trees and then it leaves. And you're like, oh, okay, I felt that for a little bit, but the thought is gone and the molecular structure of the tree has not changed. Thoughts are things, and thoughts take up mental real estate in your mind, just like if you were building a house on a physical location. So remember Tinker Toys? Y'all remember the, the, back in the day? Nobody remembers Tinker Toys. Raise your hand if you remember Tinker Toys. Thank you. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm like, man, am I older than I'm even thinking here? Like the real wooden Tinker Toys. And so as you are thinking thoughts, what you are doing with the molecular structure of your brain is that you are building things. And, and so if you're, if you're operating in worry or fear or anxiety, what you're doing is you're building fear molecules or worry molecules or anxiety molecules. And those are taking up real estate in your mind. And so what happened, what just happened there was now you're not worried about the thing that you were worried about. You're worried about the molecules that you were worried by worrying about it, right? And so if we're not careful, a message like this can go down the road of, Pastor, thanks a lot. I was already feeling bad about my worry. Now I'm worried about my worry. And you can walk out of here defeated. That is not the purpose of this message because watch this. But the Bible says don't don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And God would not tell you something that was not possible. He wouldn't do that. He's a good God. God doesn't put promises out in front of you and then say, just watch them try to get this one. Just watch them try to change their thought patterns. No, no, no. God tells us things because they're possible. And if they're possible, he will empower us to do it. 
through his Holy Spirit. So this is not a, hey, you're good Americans, so pull yourself up by your bootstraps and let's think some better thoughts. No, this is lay your mind down at the altar of the cross of Jesus Christ and invite the resurrected Christ into your mind by the power of the Holy Spirit so he can transform you from the inside out. So no matter what you've been through, no matter what your past looks like, no matter what hurt, no matter what abuse, no matter what thought patterns you walked in here with, struggling with negativity or worry or fear, battling with confusion or doubt or anxiety, the Bible says that we can have a mind revival. You can have a mind revival. In fact, I, I, I mentioned this last week, but listen, you are the priest of your mind. So if you're struggling with thoughts in the middle of the day, you can do it in public if you want. I would recommend finding a private place, like just get, get away, like tuck yourself in, in a closet or, or in your room or in your car or, or whatever it is and place your hand on your mind as a point of contact and begin to pray over your mind. God, change my mind, change my thoughts, and help me to go through this transformation, this metamorpho, this metamorphosis from the patterns of this world to a mind that has love and joy and hope and clarity and faith and peace, and this is absolutely possible. So what I want to do today, like I did last week, is I want to weave together science in the Bible, and, and we, need to, we need to deconstruct some lies, okay? Um, you are being taught a message by our culture and, a, and by our society that is very subtle, but it's significant. And when I start telling you the basis of this message, I think you're going to realize, oh, I see that. You see it in the television programs you watch. You hear it in talk radio. You definitely hear it in the political rhetoric. You hear it in, in podcasts. You hear it in, in, in books and, and different self-help techniques that are on there. And here is the myth. It's the myth of DNA. The myth of DNA, the lie of DNA. And what we're being told as a culture is that our thoughts and our choices are predetermined to us by our, by our DNA. Have you, have you heard this message? So this message sounds like this. You were born that way, so go ahead and celebrate it. That's what that message sounds like. That message sounds like um, your daddy and your granddaddy struggled with anger, so you're going to struggle with anger because it's in your DNA. That message sounds like alcoholism runs in your family, so sorry to tell you, but you're going to struggle with substance abuse. That message sounds like sexual preference. Well, it's just, it's in your DNA. So watch this now. It doesn't matter which way you choose. If your life is already predetermined by your DNA, you can choose the left or you can choose the right. You can choose this choice. You can choose this choice. It doesn't matter because it's all predetermined by your DNA. And hear me, that is a lie. And what it's being propagated as is, oh, this is the new way to think. It's progressive thinking. It's freedom. It's not 
freedom, it's actually slavery. Hear me. The definition of slavery is this is the way you are and you don't have a choice. That is like walking up to somebody. Imagine the offense of walking up to somebody in the early 1800s that was enslaved and saying to them, you were born this way. You don't have a choice. So we're just going to celebrate you in your slavery. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You have a choice. You have a choice. We're going to dismantle this. And what, so, so science now, science actually tells us, science actually tells us this, that, that uh, our minds are not put together by our, by our uh, the, I'm sorry, let me, get, let me get this right because I want to read, read the quote just right here. Genes may create an environment within us in which the problem may grow, but they do not produce the problem. We produce it through our choices. In other words, DNA does not determine your thoughts and choices. Your thoughts and your choices actually unzip or unlock your DNA. So the truth of this is that the diagram scientifically, you can research this, neurologists, neurologists back this up, that the diagram is actually flipped. The diagram is actually flipped. So it's not your DNA that determines your thoughts and choices. Your thoughts and choices determine and influence your DNA. Now, let's walk through this biblically. I'm going to walk through this biblically, and I'm going to walk through this scientifically. And please, again, hear me. This is not a message of condemnation. This is not a message of anger. This is a message of hope, and this is a message of love. But we've got to understand what we're dealing with in order to get on the other side with hope and love. So the Apostle Paul writes in the book of Romans. I love the book of Romans because on one hand, it is a powerful uh, book infused with spiritual gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, it's probably Paul's most intellectual book. It's his, it's his most theologically uh, 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 deep book. And there are deep, there's deep intellectual truths combined with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I want, want us to go back to, he writes, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He wrote, writes that in Romans chapter 12. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of the entire book where he's laying a theological framework for what he's talking about. Let's walk through this. And this is really important for you to understand how to, how to live in this culture that we're being taught this message. Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. I want you to notice this. That is called choice. That's called choice. So they knew God. How did they know God? Well, the theological term for that is called general revelation. In other words, what the Apostle Paul is saying is you can't look at a flower or a bumblebee or a butterfly or a bird or anything in nature or a sunset or a waterfall or the ocean or the mountains. How can you look at that for more than five minutes and not say this has got to be created by something higher? Like a, a higher power, right? Where you say, Pastor, but that isn't enough to get me in heaven. No, it's not. And Paul talks about this. So that's general revelation. And what general revelation does is it should lead your mind and heart into a journey, a spiritual journey of, well, who created this? A hummingbird like 
the intricacies of a hummingbird. How does that happen? And, and so it leads you into this search, and that search ends in Jesus Christ. But Paul says people had this in their hearts, but they made the choice not to do it. Now we go from choice, watch this. And they began to think, say think, they begin to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds, say mind, their minds became dark and confused. So your choices now affect your mind. It begins with choice and it moves to your mind. Let's keep progressing. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So we see here patterns. We go from choices to thoughts to patterns. Now watch how these behavioral patterns increase and intensify. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, not as the cause, as the result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. And even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged with sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations, turned with women burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of their sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserve. Now, lest you think that this is just a message about homosexuality, let's keep going so all of us can be offended together. Since they thought that it is foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that never should be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. In other words, Paul says, God says, the Bible says that if you gossip in the church lobby or are not generous in your finances and call yourself a Christian, then you're in the same category as a homosexual. In other words, we're all in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So all of us naturally, we all have natural tendencies to sin. But the news of the gospel is that you don't have to live in your tendencies. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter if you have a tendency towards lying or gossip or substance abuse or alcohol or whatever it is or depression or mental health. It doesn't matter what your tendencies. We really can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So let's go back. Let's go. How does this work scientifically? So Paul lays it out theologically. Let's go back scientifically. So DNA. Pastor, talk to me about this DNA because, because DNA comes into play. At some point in this, it does. But did you know that 90% of the DNA in your body, it's zipped up? It's, zip, it's zipped up. In other words, it's not, it's not active. Do you know what unzips the DNA in your body and causes that DNA to be active? There's something, there's a key that unzips the DNA in your body. Do you know what it is? It's your choices and your thoughts. 
So DNA, the propensity towards something may be there genetically, but it is not unzipped until your choices and your thoughts activate what's in there. Now, I see where your minds are going, and no, I'm sorry it doesn't work that way. Sir, you can't think your hairline back. Like, I you can't, you can't think think the pounds away, okay? Like, you can't think the nose a different size or a different shape. Like, something like 10% of you, like, physically, it is the way it is. But, but 90% of us, so, so you may have the potential propensity may be there, but they're unlocked by thoughts and choice. So you may have a gene with a propensity towards heart disease, but it's not until you make the choice of the diet of bacon and Wonder Bread until that gene is unzipped. And I'm not judging. I'm talking about my lunch yesterday. And it wasn't Wonder Bread. It was white wheat. I don't know if it's healthy, but it makes me feel better that it has the word wheat on the package. And if it's not, I don't want to hear about it. All right? Just let me live in my choices. You may have a gene with the propensity towards substance abuse, but you make the choice when you're under stress. Oh, I'll just use this substance to take the edge off. You make the choice, and that unlocks that genetic code in your body. You may have a propensity toward some mental health issues, but when you're feeling low, you make the choice to stay to yourself, to stay locked in and, and, and not talk to your tribe and, and not go and engage in the things that you know, not engage in God's word. You make those choices and that unlocks that further. You, because of circumstances in your life, because of different things, you may have propensity toward same-sex attraction, but, those, but that is not unlocked in your body until your thoughts and your choices lead you down the road of that lifestyle. Does that, does that make sense? You shall know, this is what the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's why the truth of Jesus Christ is the most freeing, hopeful message, because if we're all in this category together, we can all get it. We all got something. We all got something, but we all can get on the other side. So, uh, Pastor, it just seems like genetics should come into play more. Well, it does. It does. There's one gene that you have that scientists have discovered. It's called the Kreb gene, C-R-E-B, the Kreb gene. And they've nicknamed this. You know what they've nicknamed this? It's called the switch gene. It's called the switch gene. So in other words, let me explain it this way. When, when a railroad or a subway car or something like that is coming down the tracks, it has the, it has the choice. Somebody has the choice which way, if that railroad car, if that engine is headed towards an intersection, you know, you've got one track leading this way and the other track leading that way. Today it's done by computers and it's all computer uh, uh, generated and that sort of thing. But remember back in the day, there was a physical switch. So this train is going into Kansas and, and somebody's got to flip the switch to determine whether that train went to Albuquerque or whether it went to the Dakotas. Like there was, the, there were tracks on both sides, but somebody had to flip that switch. Well, all of us have this switch gene in us. And here's what happens. So when the, when the train starts rolling down the track in your life and whatever the train represents, some of you, it's, a, it's that train of temptation. I hear it. I hear, the, I hear it rumbling. Here's the same temptation. And pastor, I just, I've given into it the last 10 times, and that train just, it just overwhelms me, and it just keeps going down that track. 
or, or, or a train of the, the negativity or the train of anxiety or the, or the train of worry. And what happens, we think we don't have a choice because, because that train has just gone down the same track for so often. But what the Bible says, the Bible says, don't be conformed to the pattern. I don't care. What Paul is saying is it doesn't matter how ingrained the pattern is. You don't have to conform to it. You can be transformed by the power of the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 2, this day whom you will serve. The Bible says in Philippians, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure and lovely and admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so when the train is running down the track and the temptation is there and the temptation is there and the struggle is there and the negativity is there, what science will tell you and what the Bible says is that you you have the power to flip, to flip the switch. You have the power, you have the choice to flip the switch. Hear me, you don't have to live the way that you've been living. You don't have to live with the negativity any longer. You don't have to live with the fear any longer. You don't have, now let me explain what this looks like. So you go from thought or you go from choice to thought to, to, flipping the, to flipping the switch, now what you need to do is begin to develop patterns. And I think this, I think this will help you so much. So think of it this way. Um, there are several physical labor jobs that I would want no part of. And I got to say that building the transcontinental railroad, like that would have been one of the jobs that I wouldn't like. Like I enjoy, I enjoy outdoor work. Uh, to a point, like like I'll go you know go outside and do some yard work, go outside and and split some wood, go outside and and like I enjoy that. But then I want to get inside and make the choice to have a sun drop and to go to the pool or go you know do something like that. Like like can you imagine? So I was reading just the building of this transcontinental railroad. It said they did have access to some tools and technology like wheelbarrows. You know, they had. They had that, like, basically, they got a couple of mules and a wheelbarrow, and it was, it was sledgehammers, and it was drills, and it was, like, it was all of this stuff done by hand. They're pounding in those railroad spikes. They had, you know, they're drilling uh, the tunnels that they drilled uh, and blasted through. So they did have black powder, not dynamite, just black powder. Like, it wasn't, uh, not necessarily, a, can you imagine being the guy so, so they would drill a hole through the rock, and when I say drill, I mean hand drill. So they would drill a hole through the rock, and then they would put the black powder. I don't know who got the, or got the job of lighting the black powder. I'm guessing it was the guy that lost in rock, paper, scissors. But, you know, here's, here's what I know. Uh, up until that point, that guy's thought process may have been, I don't have the genetic code in my body to run fast. No, you're going to make the choice to run fast. When you light that powder, you're going to get out of there. But just all of that, all of that work, to me, that would be, it would be extremely hard, extremely tedious. Like you're swinging a sledgehammer all day long and you look back and you're saying, Pastor, we just laid 10 feet of railroad track. That's all, that's all we did. It's hard. You're frustrated. You want to quit. And that is sometimes how you feel physically after you decide to flip the switch. Now watch this because this is what we do. 
we say, Pastor, I flipped the switch, but it's so hard and it's so easy. Like, this, Pastor, this is easy because no, I know the pattern. I know, the pa- I, know, I know how to sink into bad feelings about myself. I know, Pastor, I know how to worry. I got that track is smooth in my, Pastor, I know how to make, Pastor, if you want to know how to make some bad decisions, come see me. I can tell you how to make some bad decisions. But we make, you get all fired up on a Sunday morning and the pastor's talking and he's preaching, flip the switch and unlock the DNA of joy and unlock the DNA of peace. And you walk out of here saying, I'm filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to flip the switch. And then you know what happens? Monday you're like pastor that looked awful easy on that stage to flip the switch and now I'm swinging a sledgehammer and all I see is that same substance abuse that has plagued my family for generations and pastor it's hard and I don't feel like I'm making progress, Pastor. It's, it's hard. No, but you got to build the patterns. Because once you begin to unlock the DNA of love and of hope and of peace, what happens is this DNA starts to connect together. And here's what I'm telling you. If you will keep your thoughts lined up with the Word of God, I'm not saying that you'll build a train track tomorrow. But every day, it'll get a little bit easier. It'll get a little bit easier. And you build those patterns and you say, oh no, oh no, I recognize the sound of that train coming. And I know, I know that train, so you gotta know your trigger. The train is the trigger. And you, re- you recognize, oh, I hear that train coming. I'm not gonna make that choice. I'm gonna get ahead of this. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, I anoint my mind. I'm gonna go through a mind revival and I'm not gonna give in to temptation this time. I'm not gonna have those lustful thoughts. I'm not gonna react in rage against my children. I hear the train coming, but Pastor, I'm gonna flip the switch and I'm gonna build some new patterns by the power of the Holy Spirit through my thoughts and in my mind. I'm gonna build that new track and what happens is you begin to build and you begin to build and that first, that first steam engine of the train comes along and that's a lot better than walking. You know, the, the first steam engines went like 50 miles an hour. Do you know people were scared to get on that steam engine because, because they thought that the steam engine going 50 miles an hour would take their breath away and they would die. And they're like, I'm not getting on that. And that's what the enemy will do to us. Oh, you don't know what, how, you don't want, you know this choice, but this choice is unknown. And so we become comfortable in our chains. We become comfortable because we know that pattern, that this is a new pattern, but God's saying, build a new pattern, build a new pattern. We went from steam engines to coal engines. We got a little more, we got a little more power behind it. And suddenly going up that hill, in the Rocky Mountains, that that steam engine was struggling, struggling. You didn't know, you didn't know if you could make it until Wednesday before. Now, now you've got a new pattern. You got a new pattern. You got a coal engine that's muscling up that hill. And then, and then before you know it, you move into the electric, the electric train lines. 
And you're like, oh my goodness, I can go from London to Paris, a couple hundred miles an hour. Now this is just, this is smooth sailing. And this used to be really hard. Look at, look at me praising God and I'm not even thinking about it. Look at me, my default mode is not worry. I'm going to the word of God. Look at me, look at how I'm, I'm acting and I'm reacting to all of these things. But I gotta tell you this, I gotta tell you this. There's another level. There's a whole another level that you can go to and that you can get to. Sir, Sir Richard Branson and his company, have y'all, have y'all heard about this? The Hyperloop technology? Y'all, y'all read about this? This is really interesting. So Hyperloop technology is basically this technology that has to do with, uh, with an air vacuum, and I might talk a little bit more about that in, in coming weeks. But they successfully, they just successfully tested this train, the prototype of this train in Nevada. It goes 600 miles an hour, 600 miles an hour. Charlotte, I read this in the Charlotte Observer or the uh, Trib, I can't remember which one, but it was talking about that Charlotte is actually ninth now, now this could all change, but it's hard, Charlotte is actually ninth on the list to potentially get one of these Hyperloop trains. And it would go to Raleigh, so Charlotte to Raleigh in 20 minutes. Y'all know, y'all know in, in Concord and in Davidson, we can't even get across town anymore in 20 minutes. And I don't care how many diverging diamonds or roundabouts they put in or the new little drive and then turn, like I, it still takes, like it still takes a long, longer time to get across that 20 minutes, 20 minutes to Raleigh. 20 minutes because there's always there's always a faster way there's always a smoother way and can I tell you that maybe you've been serving God for years and maybe you've got some good patterns but I'm tell you, telling you there's another level in worship, there's another level in prayer that you can access there's another level in the word of God, there's another level, do you hear me? there's another level in the anointing, there's another level that you can get to, I'm talking about hyperloop speeds where you can access things through the power of the Holy Spirit in your mind that will unlock new possibilities. New technology unlocks new possibilities. New anointing will unlock new possibilities in your life and it'll bring people that don't know Jesus to Jesus. That's what God is up to. So with heads bowed and eyes closed at every location, Adult and Teen Challenge and Davidson, and you're watching online, but you would say one of two things. You would say, Pastor, Pastor, I haven't, I need to flip the switch. Pastor, I've been stuck in this loop of, of fear or of depression. I've made wrong choices with my sexual past. And, and, and Pastor, I need the power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to help me flip the switch. And I need to make that decision right now. I need a mind revival. If that's you, whatever it is, fear, negativity, greed, gossip, lust, whatever, whatever it is, if you need the Holy Spirit to help you to flip the switch, I want you just as a point of contact to take your hand and just place it up on your mind. And as we do that now, if you would join these people and say, Pastor, I want Hyperloop. Like, I want to go to the next level in my praise. I want to go to next level in my thoughts. I want to go to the next level in my mind. I want to go to next level in how I process the Word of God. If you'll join them and just take your hand and put it on your mind. And now as the priest of our mind, through the death and resurrection power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 
who conquered all fear and all temptation, who was tempted in every way just as we are tempted, but conquered that temptation, and now the resurrection power of Christ dwells within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We access that power, and we speak mind transformation across the house today. And I pray that patterns and and generational curses of rage and generational curses of abuse and generational curses of adultery and generational curses of fear and generational curses of negativity would be broken now through the power of the gospel and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray for a hyperloop God, I pray for Hyperloop thinking. I pray that we would begin to access things. I pray that we would have God thoughts now. And I release God dreams and God thoughts across the people of the house like never before, God. Move, Holy Spirit. Give us access, Holy Spirit, to things that only you can give us. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.